That right there is me taking a long, deep breath. It's also the sound of what today's guests sell. It's time to take a deep breath and tune in or out to episode 475 of the award-winning Small Business Big Marketing Podcast. Well, I said, welcome to a small business marketing show where successful small business owners share their souls to take your marketing straight to the lead. Now, here's your host, Mr. Timbo Reed. And welcome back to your weekly dose of marketing meditations. I'm your host, Timbo Reed. You, infinitely more importantly, you're a motivated business owner and you are ready to crank out some great marketing to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. And that's exactly why this podcast exists. But if it's not enough for you, then grab a copy of my popular marketing book, The Boomerang Effect, that I wrote with you in mind. You'll find it over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Big episode today. We meet a couple who make a living out of teaching kids to breathe. Yep, a little bit more on them in a minute. Another motivated listener wins big in this week's Monster Prize draw thanks to a very questionable marketing strategy. And you'll find out a little bit about next week's guest who came back from an autoimmune disease that nearly crippled his business. As per usual, team... There's marketing G-O-L-D dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. A few months ago, my girlfriend Sarah told me about this couple, Bodie and Kat, who run a business called The Breathe Project, travelling around Australia teaching school-aged kids to breathe properly. (laughs) Like, that is literally all they do. My first reaction was, that's awesome. What a beautifully simple business. I love hearing the different ways people make money. My second reaction was, what a great idea. There should be more of it. Why weren't they teaching that in my school when I was there a hundred years ago? I want to interview them. Now, I don't know about you, but I am a shocking breather, shallow and from the chest as opposed to deep and from the belly. I've even got myself an Apple Watch that reminds me every hour (laughs) to breathe. (laughs) It's crazy. What's the world coming to? So just recently, Sarah and I were wandering through the Noosa Farmers Market, and she says, Hey, Timbo, I think that's the guys from the Breathe Project. It was, we have a chat, get to know them, and I invite them onto the show. So what is the Breathe Project, I hear you ask? Well, it's the fastest growing wellbeing initiative in Australia and New Zealand schools. Bodie and Kat go into schools and teach this one simple breathing technique which helps students and their teachers get rid of stress and anxiety. And that's it. How beautifully simple and how needed. Bodie and Kat joined Sarah and myself in Manusa studio where they talk about why we all need to learn to breathe better, how the business came to be, what being on purpose feels like, and boy, are these guys on purpose, what they find hard and easy about being in business, how they've used crowdfunding to launch and finance their growth, how they get into schools, and what marketing works best for them. Oh, by the way, the S and F bomb is dropped a few times during this chat, so if you've got kids in the car, you better put them in the boot. So... Enough of me. Here's the Breathe Projects, Bodie and Cat. So, Bodie and Cat, welcome to the Small Business Big Marketing Show. Thanks. Thank Thanks you. for having us yeah. in here. Yeah, well, it's awesome that we could be face to face and having this discussion. Lucky we're all local in paradise. Correct, correct. <laughs> and Sarah? Hi, Tim. It's so awesome to have a co host <laughs> because there's going to be some intelligent questions asked oh, for once good. on I'm my glad show. I'm that I can contribute uh-huh. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. I have absolutely no doubt. Now, Bodhi, yes. I have something to read to you, yeah, which you me. posted on your Facebook uh, maybe a week or two ago. And it goes something like this 
Once the vision for the Breathe project was semi-clear, Kat and I sold and cleared out 80% of our belongings. She quit a job at Sunshine Coast Uni and I started saying no to other work opportunities. We moved into our van, had one drawer of clothes each and took off in to the wind. It was not an easy transition. Kat and I had only been living together for three months. The shit got <laughs> intense. <laughs> so, guys, tell us about the launch of the Breathe Project. Oh, that time was really intense. Um, we hadn't worked together. We literally just met. We hadn't lived together. You know, we'd just started living together. Um, there was all of this business stuff that we were coming together on, business plan, trying to do this, trying to figure out how we were going to launch Breathe Project. Um, so it brung us closer, but also like moving into the van once we launched was, it was an intense experience. Well, before we get to the van, because I'm sitting here with Sarah and I'm sure uh, you're thinking exactly the same thing as me. It's like you have, you were together for three months <laughs> and then you decided to embark on this incredible journey. What, what yeah. were you doing beforehand and how did the idea of starting a business and taking off come about? Directly beforehand, we were actually on opposite sides of the world. Right. I was over in India doing a spirit journey through the Himalayas. Bodhi was in Vipassana, which is a 10-day silent meditation retreat here on the Sunshine Coast. And we actually both had a very similar vision for Breathe Project. And we were not in communication at the time. And when we finally were, and Bodhi's telling me this whole idea, and maybe you can share more on that, but yeah, I've got this idea and you've got to be in on it. And oh, it's funny. I wrote down something similar to that just a couple of days ago. And so when I came back to the Sunshine Coast, and in that time, Brody had moved into my house. We'd only met. Did you a quick mover? <laughs> yeah. hey? I was in Brisbane. I had to move <laughs> back oh, right. to the Sunshine no, no, Coast. Lived. It was right. just like, like I got to get up there. Yeah. <laughs> We'd only met three months prior, and so we came home, and it was like that's it. There was too many synchronicities to ignore yeah. it. Yeah, it yeah. was just like, no, we've got to do this, and so there was no plan Bs. It was like we're all in. We're clearing out our stuff, moving out of our home, quitting our side jobs, going all in. What were your side jobs? You were, you were working at a uni, weren't you? Well, I just not long graduated. I was right. working at the uni. But I had a whole bunch of jobs. I was doing some uh, like character building work and I was working on a whale watching boat at some point and I was teaching acrobatics and I was just... Oh, all fairly, all fairly wow. standard jobs. <laughs> what, did, what did you study at uni? Health science with a major in health promotion. So this, like our business is essentially my first job in the actual field after graduation. (laughs) That's really inspiring. And it was so against my belief. (laughs) I was like quite traditional. No, you know, you, you graduate from university and then you go and get a job in the industry and you get some experience and find your way around. And then maybe, like I, I always wanted to start my own initiative eventually, but eventually... You know, and then I was just being thrown into it. And Why not do it straight away? We just we just did it. Well, you are two very different individuals because I know when I was talking to Bodie yesterday in a little bit of a pre-interview, he said, yeah, look, I'm, I'm sort of like the free-thinking realist, a uh, bit of a rebel, kind of guy who said, fuck school. And, and Kat, well, she's more organised. She's the organised perfectionist, <laughs> very proper, likes to test everything. That's an awesome partnership. Yeah. We complement each other well. That's actually, you know, what's brung us to the point of even being in schools. Because before meeting Kat, I wanted to bring something to schools. I wanted to bring something to teenagers especially um, and to kids. But I was too against it. I was against the system too much. I was the person on the outside complaining of how shit ass it is and how much change there needs to be and how this doesn't work and what are we doing this for that I couldn't actually face stepping into that place. Yeah, right. So when I met Kat and I knew she could communicate this and she could actually, you know, speak the language that needed to be spoken oh, in order like... for us to walk through those doors, That's how I was weird. just like, oh, my goodness, you know, we can actually do this work from the inside. It's a perfect partnership, isn't it? It really? is. Synchronicity. Mm, yeah. Sarah and I like a bit of synchronicity. You've got to trust. I mean, yeah. some of my listeners go, oh, here goes Timbo's on the woo-woo <laughs> wagon. And sometimes I do that. You know, like I had a guest in yesterday, uh, one of Australia's leading, uh, Queensland's leading personal trainer, very rational guy. What he said to me, like not into the woo-woo. You know, everything has to be tested. Mm. And I, I get that. But I think sometimes too, mm. I think synchronicity is a really interesting concept, mm. whether it's in life or business. Do you want to explain... Yeah. What, what synchronicity is and how it's worked for you? Mm. I'd love to share about the synchronicities that we had before we actually started Breathe Project and how that sort of 
gave us the confidence, I guess, to keep just following that, to mm-hmm. keep showing up to more and more and more synchronicities, to keep trust in it. So I met Kat in a breathing workshop that I was teaching at a yoga festival, Sunshine Coast Yoga Fest. I was up on stage. She was in the audience. I'm walking through helping people out with this sort of partner breathing exercise. And I look down at her ankle and she's got breathe tattooed on her ankle. <laughs> oh, that's a good starting line then, you know. I can really, you know, ah, here's my conversation starter. Well, we'd already seen each other the weekend before but not met at Dan Millman. Do you guys know Way of the Peaceful Warrior, the author? Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 So we were at a mind-body mastery training of his and we saw each other at this event of hundreds of people mm. and then the following weekend to actually meet like that. Oh, wow. Keep going. Yeah, so like synchronicities to me have been what have kept me and us like going Mm. kept us going because that showed like oh there's something else going on here yeah she's beautiful yeah i connect with her in that way but there's something deeper going on well for us and i think synchronicity for us here too is like the the universe can't physically tap you on the shoulder Mm. so you've kind of got to look at synchronistic moments where things happen you go oh that's Mm. weird She's like into that, and I'm into that. Mm. That's synchronistic. Mm. But you've got, yeah. you got to pace. You've got to give that some weight. Mm. Absolutely gives you this inner faith. I think. Yeah. yeah. So what? Okay. So three months in, you go. We're going to do it. We're going to take off. The idea that you both had separately was 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 it to take breathing to schools? Was it that simple? Mm. You, yep. You'd written it down separately in some form, yeah, and I then like met. Yeah. I, I don't know if mine was breathing specifically. Here we go. But She's getting specific now, both. <laughs> It was more health promotion as a whole. But to me, it was it had to be something about helping young people realise that they're really powerful mm-hmm. and that they can create change in their life and they can create in general in their lives. And because I've always been a bit of like a, I don't know, the goody two-shoes, but also kind of used that to my advantage to still... I suppose work the system to get what I want to get. Mm-hmm. You know, to get my own way. Yeah, <laughs> why not? No, I was a middle child. I had to learn how to do that early. You know? yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, for me, it was really about actually teaching young people that they can do that. It's like, hey, you don't have to be best friends with your teacher, but be in with them enough so that they're on your side, or mm-hmm. you know, those sorts. Of, and just, yeah. just the foundation of a life skill was what I really wanted to teach. So it wasn't breathing specifically, but. So you guys have the idea, is it at this point that you then went to the crowdfunding site Chuffed to raise money to get your business off the ground? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> See, I think this is brilliant. So, I mean, I think every business owner say, should go to a crowdfunding site yeah, and right. raise money. Why you know, not? help me start a business. And awareness. Yeah. Awareness yeah. was the biggest thing that it brought for us, not just the financials. But like, you couldn't have done it without the financials. Of course. So true. did you have a mm. feeling for how much you needed to raise in order to get started? Was that really obvious to you? Um, we actually had a bigger figure than what we raised, much bigger. Because our dream was huge. Yeah. So we were writing this huge dream out, you know. And when it started coming in slowly, slowly, we're thinking, oh, shit, you know what? How are we going to do anything? How, how is this going to happen? But over time, we started to just actually, yeah, get more than enough to, to do what we needed to do to start, which was to just hit the road and get in schools. You got 15 grand. What did you, how much did you want? I think we had a vision 55? up there for a few million. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. 55 <laughs> was like the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had a trail going up from that. Like if it was higher, what we would actually spend that money on. What, why? Just out of interest, why should people give you money to start a for-profit business? Because, I mean, you're a, it's sort of a social cause, but it's for profit. Mm. It's not a not-for-profit, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, why? Backing big ideas. Belief. Cool. <laughs> You know, belief. And because how many people sit on the outside complaining and don't have the courage to actually do something themselves? Yes. So they're seeing courage. They're seeing will. They're Mm -hmm. seeing young, relatable. They're seeing potential of this. So they're backing that potential because they know that that's in them as well. What did you give them in return? Because those crowdfunding sites. Nothing. Nothing. We had no um, perks. those crowdfunding sites on down the right-hand side. We decided not to because we didn't want this flaky energy, this flaky exchange of like, you know, yeah, and you give us $50 and we'll give you a T-shirt. It's like, well, our business is not about selling T-shirts. So we don't want to sell this T-shirt to you for $50 and make $10 towards the mission. Mm -hmm. We want all of the money 
to actually be directly invested in us hitting the road and going into schools. So return, you know, your return on investment is that we're doing it right now today. We're actually in a lot of those parents and those teachers that backed us, those people that backed us. Making a difference. We're in there doing it. And people obviously believe that, you know, that was a big part of them giving. So what was the, what were the key donations? Were they big amounts or small? One was five grand. Oh, um, hello. But this man that decided to do five grand, it was a match. So it was towards the end and he said, for the up to five grand... Um, I will match whatever comes in. Every dollar that gets donated, I'll match it. So that was game changer for us because before that it was drips and drabs and it started with family and then a few close friends like, oh, I feel bad for you guys. Like, no, (laughs) you know, it was like, oh. It's pretty far-fetched, you know, this idea. Like, we're going to go into schools and teach breathing. Aren't we already breathing, like, all day, every day? Somehow we're but isn't a there a recognition that? that that's actually needed and that the children are where we need to start and that, you know, a lot that's of anxiety it. in schools and yeah. um, a lot of, you know, um, misdirection and that introducing it to schools is where it needs to begin or really needs to be. 100%. Exactly. And I've got to say, though, the interest, when Sarah brought the Breathe Project to my attention, my first thing, because a marketing guy, business guy, and I, I love the whole breathing, meditation, all that stuff... But I'm like, hang on, so these two, they're making a business from going into schools and teaching really, which I think it's awesome. You know, I've had past guests on this show that I sometimes go, you're making money from that. I had one guy a few years ago who's making the squatty potty, which is one of those little stools that you put at the bottom of your toilet to raise your feet oh, so that your knees I, are above I, your who hips. Who would ever think that that would be <laughs> the alignment of the digestive <laughs> yeah. So you can poop well. It's <laughs> like... Oh. So I love the idea of, yeah. like, w- how people will make money mm. outside of the fact that, yeah, like, as you say, Sarah, it's so needed in schools. Mm. When there's so many things that aren't taught in schools that should be. Mm. Um, but I, I think that's awesome. So you, you get your 15 grand and mm. you hit the, oh, by the way, Sarah, I just got to ask you, because what people don't know about Sarah is that one day you'd love to start your own business, maybe, as many would. Absolutely. Many yes. would. It's a dream um, of mine. Yes. And um, are you looking at these guys and, oh, and yes. seeing how relatively... Easy is unfair because I'm sure it was really hard and we'll get to the hard bit in a minute. But what's going through your mind? I just love meeting inspiring people and particularly in the area of health and well-being is a particular interest of mine. And so to see you guys actually doing it and to hear about how you've started it is no, that's real inspiration for me. That's why I got you in here, yeah, actually. Thanks, <laughs> Not true, not true. She's the asking. realisation of possibility. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, ah. and it's, you know, following your dreams. Mm-hmm. So you hit the road, and in your words, Bode, the shit got intense. Mm. <laughs> we, to even get in the van, one of our mates is a filmer, and he was coming around, and he just puts the camera in my face one day. We're in the last stage of moving out of this place. Cat and I have just been arguing, snapping at each other, you know, not even wanting to be in the same room. He's like, how's it going, Bodes? <laughs> and I'm just turning around and I'm like so angry inside, you know, like, are we doing this? Are you serious? We're actually doing this together? Like, you know, so shit got intense and Cat was in tears for days. Oh, like, Kat. are we actually going? I never wanted to live in a van, da-da-da-da-da. Um, and when we actually hit the road, that's when it all started to come out, eh? Oh. Yeah, we so then we were even, <laughs> we were quite far, in, quite far into the tour in uh, Sydney. Sydney at the time. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like pouring rain outside. It's freezing cold. We're like two cold turkeys laying there in this tiny little van together. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> like, it's called starting a business with your lover. This? Yeah. yeah. That was and it. The, I mean, the challenge was, there was so many just backed up challenge. It was starting a business with a lover. It was like learning how to live a life together in this tiny little space. It was saying goodbye to all of our security and support on the Sunshine Coast of friends, of family, of home, of job, of financials, of all of that. And then to be trying to know 
Fodi had launched a couple of businesses before. It was my first time ever doing anything entrepreneurial like this. So here I am. Actually, I sold muffins once to raise money to go to Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) You've done it before. Awesome. I lived there for six months. Yeah, I got there. But yeah, so learning how to run this business as well. And then there's the challenge of doing all the business side of it, but then also showing up to schools to teach. But we had to get into schools, you know, and going through the launch for people like, oh, you know, lower your expectations. Department of Education, there's so much red tape. You'll be lucky to get into one school. It'll probably take you two years. So then we also had the momentum of when it was the opposite to all of that shit people were saying. And we had 50 schools registered before we launched. And it was like, we're too scared to call the first school because it was just like all flowing. So it's like, <laughs> so, so we just had to, that behind us. Just on that point. So you've hit the road. You've got your 15 grand from your crowdfunding. Mm. You've got some personal stuff going on because you're settling into a new relationship. Mm. But you've got 50 schools registered as a result of the crowdfunding and any mm. other awareness work that you've done. Yeah who basically gone to your website. Is that what I'm guessing? They said, here's, here's our contact details. Give us a yep. hoy when you're coming down our way. Exactly. That's pretty cool. Like, that's warm 50 prospect, warm yeah. pro- how many converted? Exactly. Um, out of those 50, it'd be hard to tell, but we worked with 60 schools in that crowdfunding chunk. So in six months, we worked with 60 schools down the East Coast. That's from awesome. here down to Melbourne. That's big. And how did they, how did you reach out to them in the first place to register? Uh, what was the advertising or what was the the mechanism for them to find out that you existed? So through the crowdfunding campaign. So it was the crowdfunding was raising funds, but it was also the the encouragement and the push of like, we need you as parents, as people in the community to actually take our info pack into your school and say, we need this in our school. However, there's no schools Googling uh, a crowdfunding breathing project. <laughs> so did the crowdfunding generate some publicity in the media? The- yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had publicity in traditional media, social media. Um, we had all sorts awesome. go on, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that was Different really... magazines and newspapers and radios. Yeah. Like one of our tours, a little bit after this, um, I think we had six radio calls, like one after the other after releasing a campaign about doing a tour in Mackay. And yeah, we've had a lot of that behind us to sort of fuel it. But also most teachers, most principals are parents. Yes. You know, yeah, so they, they don't just it. care about their students. They get it. They get it for their own kids. Like mm. oh, my own kids have trouble getting to sleep at night. My own kids come home crying about shit that's going down with their friends or nervous about their presentation at school the next day. So you start doing the work. You're going into these schools and what? Saying, hey, kids, don't forget to breathe. See ya. Is that kind of what it looks like? (laughs) Um, No. So we're going into schools and we're bringing through basically an experience of taking them into anxiety and into a stress response and then leading them out or helping them discover that they can guide themselves out of that. So we're going through with this, like, we're bringing the experience. We're going, here's the experience. We all know when we get anxious and nervous and worried what starts going on in our bodies, um, but how do we not manage it or try and cope with it or hide from it? How do we move through it? Mm. How do we realise that we're more powerful than it and that it's just sensation? That so, these, so these are one-hour workshops? Or yeah, one, one hour. One hour. Yeah. 45 minutes for the younger years. And how many do you normally have in a workshop? Two, three, four hundred students. That's awesome. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I think Sometimes our biggest more. group's been 500. And we get 45 minutes to take a typical teenager. We do work with younger kids too, but they're pretty easy. Typical teenager sitting there with their arms crossed, like fucking breathing. I'm like, already breathing. <laughs> yeah, with the freaking, who, these who idiots. Who are these two? Like, we didn't even used to wear shoes into school. So they would be like, why are they not wearing shoes? You know? Yeah. We get 45 minutes to take them from this to this, yeah. the technique. Hand yeah. on the belly, hand on the chest. For a teenager, that's a big deal. Huge. But by the end of it, the second time in that workshop when we're doing the breathing, very common that 99% of those kids, most of the time, we've transformed all of them now to actually me, give it a go. Tell us mm. about a moment where you've just gone, this is amazing. You've transformed a young person mm. or someone's come up to you. Yeah, it almost brings me to tears. I know, me too, yes. I think <laughs> it just like tingles through my whole yeah. body. There's so many. And the first one that comes to mind, we were in Rockhampton in a high school up there and we've got maybe three or 400 teenagers, I think the year nine or 10. Actually, it might have been senior years. It could have been somewhere in high school. We've all done the breathing together and then towards the end, we ask some of these people 
some of these kids to come up on stage and share something personal and that's directed through questioning. So it's for them to come up on stage and use a microphone and and share something personal in front of all of their peers, like it's a really big deal. It takes a lot to get them to that place. We just have this kid stand up and he said he didn't even come up on stage and the whole audience turns towards him at the back and he says... I just want to say sorry to everybody. You know, I've been such a dick to all of you. I've been, you know, I'm such a bully and it's just because I'm having a hard time in my own life and I just want to apologise for for any of you who I've hurt. And we're like, where did this come from, you know? And before this, like, Bodhi himself is so willing to go to vulnerable places and so his just prior to that shared something crazy deep that, you know, he'd never shared before in a workshop. And so we're sort of setting the tone for it and then... We end up having this other kid come up on stage and it's like he's about to share something like joking around. We almost always get the class client. No doubt. Class clown who wants to come up and like say something stupid like I can just breathe when I get killed on Fortnite, you know, or something. <laughs> so the whole whole crowd goes wild. But he couldn't bring himself to say a joke and so he said something really real about when his grandpa had died and, you know, he's breaking down in tears like bawling his eyes out in front of all of his peers to the point where he's like can't even walk off the stage his brothers have come up his mates come up to grab him and help him down and like to see kids who are willing to actually be real with how they're feeling and to move through that in front of their peers like that it's yeah i'm too scared to look at sarah because i'm guessing you're probably crying by the stage (laughs) (laughs) don't look don't look go on ask a question go on i just think um it, what you're doing is actually giving these kids such a safe space to mm. to to be themselves and helping them to learn how to self soothe and it's mm. it's something that we don't learn in society these days. It's only those that are seeking it out, but you're actually offering it, and that's fantastic. So, so to the great unwashed listening to this, who are who's the kid going? I know, I just breathe anyway. There'll yeah. be some people like that. Just explain the straight line between the workshop that you ran and the kids standing up and going, I'm sorry for being a bully. What do you mean? In Like, how did we get to What's that the, point? Yeah, how do you get to the point of teaching someone to breathe and being less anxious, which is obviously the main outcome, right, to manage life's anxieties? This kid has then, it clearly happens a lot where people find an honesty. Yeah. I'm mm. just trying to understand that connection. Yeah. Have you got... Yeah. Something there. So we're we're offering that. We're we're communicating that from the beginning of the workshop. So the breathing is a part of getting out of the mind and releasing any of that anxiety or nerves, but we're offering and asking them deeper questions in themselves. Mm-hmm. We're 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 asking them to go to that place without specifically communicating it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's also about bringing that cohort together, like those few hundred kids. Somehow, before, there's all this judgment, there's all this criticism, there's all this bullying going on. And by the end, there's this realisation of, like, you're just like me. You've mm. got the same shit going on at home with your parents. Or you, too, are scared of what your friends think of you. Like, there's this meeting each other and realising. For a teenager to realise that is pretty big at that age. Mm. Like, mm. oh, I'm not alone in this, you know? It's this real... It just becomes this real there's this synergy between between them i'm sorry to bring it back to money but it is a business show Mm. yeah how do you guys make money schools pay us can i ask how much yeah it starts at about two and a half thousand depending on the size of the school Mm -hmm. awesome business i'm loving it i'm loving it and when when you go to schools are you um targeting like all of senior school all of junior school or are they getting you to come back and do different year levels at different times so that you're actually getting repeat business at the same school? We do, but and most, to be honest, most of your listeners would probably be like, that's a bloody rubbish business model. Uh, that's interesting. But, <laughs> why do you say that? Well, because what we're about is not about creating a dependency from the school on us that we have to keep coming yeah, yeah, back yeah. every term or every year or so every the, week. So, the, so in, ter- in your mind, the best customer is not a repeat customer. Your work, although kids come through, I mean, you know, yeah. well, we still go back. Finishes. Yeah, exactly. Still to do the new, new year levels new years. of the new students. You don't or... want to go back and see someone who you've we're, already seen. We're not a yoga instructor that's going in, getting paid $50 yes. per class to go in weekly and have 10 kids show up. We're going into a school and saying, we actually want to empower you as a school, as an organism with. 500 moving parts every single day from families with all sorts of belief systems. We want to help empower you guys to actually do this every single day yourselves. Mm. So the support where we 
are moving forward in our business is actually continuously training and working with teachers, yeah, supporting, okay. mentoring, helping them actually bring it through. No, it's not such a crap business model, Cat. It's quite a good no. one. <laughs> so back to the money thing. So you're getting paid by schools to mm. go in and do your workshops. I understand that you do have an online part of the business called the Mindful Teachers Academy. Exactly. Correct, which is, yeah. which is that part where you sort of like you can work with the teachers remotely ongoing. Is that a part of the business that's struggling and new or is it yeah, that's, absolutely rocking? that's new. That's been just like an internal launch, mm-hmm. so we haven't actually put that out there. Um, so that's something that will come out as, as we feel it's more solid. Uh, okay, well, tell me about that. What's stopping you from just getting it out there? Why wouldn't you just go with like what they call a minimum viable product and put it out to market and let the market decide whether it's any good? Good call. Um, Thank you. Fear. <laughs> fear. Do it. Yeah. Judgment, rejection. Uh, all of that. Yeah. So fear that it's no good. Yeah. Judgment that people will laugh that you're trying to charge for something that you don't think is up to scratch. Yep. Oh wow. I would encourage you. What do you what do you think, Sarah? Yeah, I think just do it anyway and then, you know, if it if it doesn't work initially, then you can always change that model or mm. move on to something else. I'm also interested if you've got plans or if you started to move into the corporate world with oh, the breathing. Oh, yes. We from the beginning we've done a few corporate workshops and trainings and helping um, like as a whole workplace approach. It's not where our passion is as much like and we've had emails and messages all the time oh you could take this into nursing homes prisons need this oh nurses in hospitals need this anyone like, who breathes anyone who's breathing dysfunctionally oh, which is 85 percent of yeah. us yeah. we all need it but for us it's actually about empowering the young people before they get to that place where it's already almost mm. too late so rather than these young people ending up in jobs that they don't actually want to do or university degrees that they're only there because their parents expected them to be there they're actually making that change before they're realizing before like hang on i can kind of direct my own life here and and where i end up uh, more of a preventative the, yeah, yeah. It's interesting how the energy changed in the room when you asked about corporate. Yeah, yeah. Because clearly, um, what I'm seeing in you guys, and what I love about it, and what I'd like to understand, I want to, what's it feel like to be living on purpose? Mm. Because you clearly are, right? I mean, mm. this is a big conversation. I've just, I was on a uh, emceeing a road show a few months ago that was around HR and recruitment, mm. and there's a lot of talk about successful businesses start with identifying their purpose and mm. living it. And then making sure that each time they employ someone, they also share the same purpose. And that mm. way you, get, you build a great culture. Mm. You guys are on purpose, right? When yeah. you talk corporate, though, it's like that's not where we weren't put, we weren't put on the earth to go mm. and with. Yeah. Yeah, so we, suits. yeah, we know we can earn money doing it that yes. way. We know we can up our prices doing that. And we have done that a couple of times. Yeah. Um, but to actually really successfully reach the goal that we've started out of actually having this embedded in every Australian and New Zealand school as a daily practice, a daily mental health wellbeing practice. It's where does corporate fit into that? Mm. I mean, their parents, a lot of them too. So it fits in that way, but where, where else does it fit? I, I think it's brave. I think brave to say no. And mm. Bo, I know when I met you, you, you wanted to talk, you talked about how to become a keynote speaker mm. in corporate. Yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's another revenue channel. That's okay. Yes. You can do yeah. that, and that's about telling your own story and maybe yep. taking them through some exercises. But okay. it's not doing the whole work that you do. Mm. I, I left corporate many years ago, and I went and worked at a charity called Reach for a couple of years, which helped young people at risk. And mm. I was there in a business sense, but the guy who started it was a, a late now late ex-AFL football legend Jim Steins, he'd run these classes for kids who were at risk to find out, to let them discover why they were put on this earth, right? And they Mm. were awesome and they had so much success. And all the parents would come and pick the kids up and say to Jim or anyone else who was there, any of the leaders, is there something like this for adults? Mm. Yes. Everyone asked. But Jim, you know, bless him, uh, just said... Stayed on purpose. Stayed on purpose. Niched. Mm did what he was good at and mm. as a result you know the history tells us and then you know story. there's no end of schools in australia how many are there Nine thousand six hundred and yeah. how, how many have you done? <laughs> we've done one hundred and eighty-seven. We've got a long way yeah. to go. Yeah. And so, going forward, do you cold call schools or do you email them or what's your reach out to 
schools ongoing how do you do that yeah that's it's been our golden rule from the start actually that we don't cold call schools so one of our most successful decisions has been to uh, have a an approach that's called the register a school and so parents teachers principal students actually go onto our website themselves and register their school they're emailed the information pack and it's then their responsibility to be the voice, to be the power behind their school getting involved. Oh, that's great. To print it out, take it to their principal or forward it on via email. And it's them who are saying, hey, we need this in our school. Because if you think about a school or any organisation, someone on the inside is already trusted. They're already a valued person of that community, right? And so for them, it's about being actually a part of that change. And us not just sitting behind desks all day, every day, cold mm. calling schools. Yeah. Like, here's another program. Like, yeah. well, but, but then we also, like, with that, then it's very warm because they've given us also the school contact name of the person that they're that's their school contact plus the phone number so if they don't follow up or connect with us that school then we can call and we've got their details and we'll say hey uh Miss da 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 da, a parent Jane so and so has registered your school. Uh, we're Breathe Project. Just wondering if the information pack got handed to you. You know, and all of awesome. a sudden we've got connection because if there is. An organisation or an industry in which there are so many Dobermans to get past mm. in order to That's get to the, the right one. person, yeah. I reckon schals are yep. really, like school. If you can get to schools, you can get to anyone. Mm. And those reception staff sometimes, <laughs> like, they're the gatekeepers. <laughs> they are yeah. the gatekeeper. All the Dobermans the bulldog are teams yeah. Yeah. Like I call the, them the bulldogs. And well, I just, just, just on that, I, I interviewed a guy about three months ago who has Elton John as one of his major clients mm. and my question was like how <laughs> and it's there eh? just he talks in this interview about all the Dobermans the baby Dobermans he talk, calls because oh. if Elton's you know, there's the guy before Elton which I think he's Elton's husband he's the Doberman right but there's all these baby Dobermans before. I mean, you've just got to develop relationships with them. You've got to understand what they want in order to feel important yeah. or to feel as though they've made a contribution. Mm-hmm. And then they give you the next one and then you finally get there. Yeah, exactly. Right? But you, yeah. to get into those schools. And not only that, you are charging – it's quite a price. Mm. Again, you know, schools are tight on their budgets. Mm. And so I, I think you're doing an awesome job. What mm. I'm just keen to understand is how do the parents – all the teachers, I know it was through crowdfunding originally, mm. but people are still not sitting there Googling uh, Breathe Project. Oh, social media. Social media. Social media has been amazing for us right from the beginning. Um, we don't have a huge number of followers on Instagram or Facebook. How many? Uh, 6,000 something on Instagram and maybe four and a half on Facebook. Oh, you guys are millennials. Can you step it? Oh, yeah, H-E-A? You think you are? I can't remember. I'm, I'm 28, but he's 29. Digital natives. Yeah, but, you know, but we But they're we genuine. The people who are uh, on there, they're, like, there's full they're going engagement going on. You have a look at any of our posts. There's always comments. There's always yeah, backing. Yeah, it's lovely. Like, yeah, people believe in it. Yeah. yeah. And you're also doing events as well, not just schools. Are you doing sort of like-minded events? Yeah. yeah, we've taught at certain festivals and retreats and we've just come back from Indonesia actually teaching on a retreat over there. Um, we've taught at a few different wellbeing festivals or yoga festivals or different events like that. So that's but promotion, I guess, as mm. well. 100%. Yeah. And mm. I think we've had 10 TV news stories and 12. word of mouth is a lot. Oh, 12, sorry. I've looked at some of your media coverage. If mm. you were to quantify that, it's certainly in the tens of thousands of dollars that you haven't mm. paid for. Yeah. yeah. Maybe more. Yeah, probably more with magazine yes. articles as well, like yeah. proper written stories in a bunch of magazines. And, yeah, the TV ones are perfect because you've, they've got the double whammy as well. They've got that showing, but then also on social media because it's got still some sort of solidness to it because not many people are going after traditional media. It almost gets more reach through the social channels as well. Are you creating any content? I would have thought content for a business like this is just made in heaven, like ideal marketing strategy. Yeah, we've we've dabbled. Nothing consistent. Fear? Uh, Judgment? F- no, nah, but <laughs> both fear and time. Like when we hit the road, we just hit the road and we just get into schools. We're already oh. in schools aligned, so we spend all of our time in there. When we're not in there, we're booking the next term's tour. So okay. we haven't focused so much on content 
creation. Oh, that's interesting. When uh, we're on the road, we're literally just doing the work and everything behind the scenes just gets pushed aside. So does the business fall to pieces when you're on the road? Oh, used to. Used in, to. Invoicing and yeah, forward yeah. bookings. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it used to. And I then, used to sit in the passenger seat of the car driving from one oh, school to the next, sending invoices, and it was pretty nuts. And now we have a young daughter, a, a newborn baby, really. Oh. Um, but we've had a couple of people work for us like over the time who have helped with that sort of administration school communication stuff. Um, we definitely haven't nailed that side of it. Um, that could be a real mm. danger point, I would have thought, mm. if you don't yeah. kind of address that because, I mean, you are. You're like, mm. the fact that you're not creating content, I would. you're leaving a lot of dough on the table. Yeah. The mm. fact that you, uh, I don't know, you're invoicing, um, just addressing mm. inquiries, you could, you know, whether you get someone local or a VA overseas or mm. something. Do you have someone yeah. at the moment? Not right now. No. I feel like this is a marketing coaching yeah. consultation. Yeah, <laughs> but it's great for everybody else too. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. And then do you maintain a house or a home here or while you're away, yeah, you know, is it more about do. still being in the van or... Both still living on the bedroom, the second bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've sold the van now. Oh. Yeah. We did just recently tour New Zealand for two months in the South Island working with schools and we got a bigger van over there because we had our newborn baby so we had a proper big one with a shower and toilet and stuff. So we're still, you know, living van life in that way but, yeah, our tours, they kind of vary. It's either like that or it's fly in, we stay somewhere and rent a car and go from school to school to school. We kind of do area missions at a time. But we sort of, I mean, it's not that the whole business falls to pieces. We still, there's a maintenance going on, but it's not It's not really projecting forward and focusing on these other elements. And that's where we're at right now, you know, like since we had our daughter, no, finding out Kat was pregnant, we did one like big hurrah sort of tour and just as much work as we could in term four. And then we just cut it. We basically didn't do much because I haven't been experienced in the sales and the administration mm. upkeep that was cat's role and before that we had someone else doing it so i let it all fall fall um we didn't work for three months together then we were trying to pick up the pieces um so mm. we right now we're in exactly that place of needing to make these decisions needing to actually hire the right people if we want to actually keep something keep that momentum flowing who do you look for for business advice? Do you have a mentor, a coach? No, no. it's actually an area we're really yeah, lucky okay. in. I've wanted like business coaching and someone to support us ongoing from the very beginning and we just haven't. Like We're working with a guy right now who's consulted with us a couple of times down in Melbourne, mm-hmm. um, but I feel it's an area that could actually help us a lot in all elements to have someone guiding us and keeping mm-hmm. us accountable and thinking yeah. of these other areas. But. To be honest, it's it's a real... There's two sides of the picture for us and we're still unclear. It's like we want to create this big organisation where this is a legacy long after we have died, but we're also at the place where we love the spontaneity and the freedom of it. Awesome. So it's challenging, Enjoy it. you know? Enjoy it's, it. Yeah. Because, you know, it will grow. It has to. Mm. It, it, you're on the, you've, you're identified something that is so needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you've packaged it up beautifully. So, you know, it's all heading in the right direction. You just probably, it's great that you've got people you can you can relate to. I was going to ask you what, what's it look like in five years' time. It's probably far too uh, way ahead to even project there for you, but um, there's lots you could do. I was just thinking of a guest I had about six years ago on this show called the, he called himself the Cuddlest. Oh. Yeah. He's based in New York. He made a whole lot of dough from selling a buffalo, buffalo wings? Buffalo wings. Yeah. I don't even know what they are. Because buffaloes don't have wings. Chicken They wings. are chicken wings. Yeah, chicken yeah. wings. <laughs> yeah. No, it's weird. He though. made dough from that, and he's a yogi. And he went and started um, a business called The Cuddlest, and he basically, based on the premise that we are sex-obsessed but love-deprived, depri- touch-deprived. Mm. And he lives mm. in New York where 85% of people live by themselves. Why am I telling you this? Because it's all about where you could take the business. And what he does now is he teaches other health practitioners mm. uh, how to sell cuddles. And I'm not talking like, you know, 10-second cuddles. I'm talking mm. one-hour cuddles. Oh. No sex. 
Wow. It was a pretty interesting wow. conversation. So many wow. un- so many un- unanswered questions, which of course I asked. And he has a successful business based upon Did you say that. A, did you say a successful business? <laughs> yes, successful, a- <laughs> successful business. <laughs> he has, smashing it. But he's teaching other health practitioners. That's mm. why I'm telling you this is because, you know, again, maybe mm. it's a very franchisable or mm. licensable business. Well, they've this. got the merch, you know, Bodie mm. sitting there in the T-shirt. So do you um, do you do anything with the merch or is it? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We do we do termly runs with merch. Um, you do what? Termly runs. So at the end of each term, we'll just stack the orders that are up, oh. so we don't have them on demand going out from our online yeah, shop. Yeah. But we'll do a termly run. I print, love it. Send it all out. Everything we do is pretty unique, so it's only on pre-sale because we don't want to have a heap of stock sitting no in way. our cupboards, you know. It's like and who's buying the t-shirts? Are the kids buying them? Are the parents buying them? What's Parents and teachers, yeah, really, and, and they yeah. buy it for they them. They say, just breathe. And, yeah. yeah, and that's like the tagline for what we're doing. So when we're in a school, at the end of our workshops in primary school, they all know our marketing. They all know just breathe, you know, our communication, our message, and they're the ones continuing it on because they're saying to each other, just breathe, mm. you know, when Johnny's upset or their teacher's getting angry, they'll go, just breathe, miss. They can home remind their parents. You yeah. know? Right. When you said, like, no one's Googling Breathe Project. Well, actually, they are some, but... No, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that word of mouth is more more powerful than any of the, any mm. of the rest. Mm. Especially schools, you know, they're in such a close network, really, even though there's so many of them. Mm. They're all in communication and some sort of connection, so... Mm. Well, I think it's a great story. Oh, Sarah, are you walking amazing. out a little bit more inspired? I'm very inspired. Me too. Me yeah. too. Yeah. We'll buy a franchise off you, okay? We'll yeah. be your first franchise. <laughs> yeah. And, um, no, it's, I think it's wonderful. It's funny you say about the practitioner training, actually, because we're from the beginning. Like when people are like, oh, I take it to hospitals, da, da, da. It's like, well, we don't want to, but we'll train you to do that. Mm. And yes. just in the works yeah. right now is an educator training. So mm. other people can then take it into their other fields. Yeah. Yeah. The school's not interested, but the teacher's still the go-getter teacher who wants to make it happen. They can train themselves then. Well, I think your challenge is to get over some of the fears and anxieties you have around mm. putting stuff out there. The other one is to yeah. be um, courageous by saying no to certain things because this business mm. could go to a lot of places. Mm. Like as Sarah identified corporate, you could do train the trainer, you could mm. be creating content, you could do online stuff, you could have an entire forum for people who go through your course and then want to stay connected. You know, I mean, there's so many, you know, Mm. So many places. I think it, I think it's really exciting. Well done for making mm. a difference in this world and teaching something in schools, which really probably should have been taught whenever school started yeah. back in <laughs> sixty thousand yeah, yeah, BC yeah. or something <laughs> in, a, in a cave. I'm going to suggest to any parent listening get your kids' school involved, and to do that, they would go to Breathe Project.com.au and register. That's Simple right. as that. I would yeah. love to see that happen. If you're not a parent, buy some merch. That's all you've got to do. Yes. That's right. Maybe start another crowdfunding campaign, guys. And um, There's a donate link on our <laughs> website. Oh, <laughs> with oh, with monthly payments. Oh, I love you can, it. You can donate monthly if you want. Good on you. Help more kids. And maybe one tip to leave us with to breathe better mm. and be less anxious in this crazy world. Can we have one tip each? You can. Okay, my tip is to use your nose rather than your mouth. It actually activates the parasympathetic nervous system. Slower breaths through the nose. What's your tip? Uh, Anytime you notice that you're holding your breath just in the day or your heart is racing and you're feeling a little bit anxious, just to stop and take a conscious or a, you know, focused deep breath. Just one really deep breath as long and as slow as you can. Sarah, I know you're into this. You've got a tip. Oh, I just, the tip for these guys or tip for myself. No, like a breathing tip. You're a yoga instructor. You're all sorts of things oh, in this I space. I think it's that, you know, the slowing the mind mm. and coming back to the breath. Yes. That's, yeah, you know, that's getting out of the head. That's what we all need to do, yeah. au is where you'll find these lovely two individuals and we wish you all the best for the future. Mm. Thanks, Thanks, Tim and Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you all for listening. Well, there you go, team. The Breathe Project's Bodie and Cat. How awesome are they? Like, I so, so wish that was taught in school back in the day. Please try and support them in any way you can. Get them into your kids' school. Buy some merch. Hit them up on Facebook and tell them they're awesome. 
This kind of thing needs to be promoted. And a big thank you to my beautiful girlfriend, Sarah, for joining me on the air. You'll find a picture of the four of us over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 475. Righto, here's what grabbed my attention from our chat with the guys. Attention grabber, number one, breathe. Number two, breathe. Number three, breathe. Yep. That's all. That was my big, big takeaway. It's all I'm going to share with you from that. Just breathe, breathe, breathe nice and deeply. That's what grabbed my attention. Whatever grabbed yours, be sure to block out some time and implement it. Come on down. It's Timbo's Monster Prize Draw. You know what that means. Yep. It's time to reward another motivated listener for taking some serious marketing action. And today's winner is... Oh, I like that. A little bit of chilled drumming for the Breathe episode. Today's winner is Tegan Brennan of the Candle and Wooden Decor Company, Stump & Co. And Tegan says, Hey, Timbo. My name is Tegan Brennan, and I have a small startup with my husband, Luke. We run a candle and wooden decor company called stumpandco.com.au. I've been listening to your podcast since I found you at the start of the year. Sorry for being late to the game. Never too late, Tegan. Welcome aboard. Your show has inspired me to ask more questions and encouraged me to reach out for advice. Just recently, I sent an email out of the blue to the cookie dough company asking about their experience with a PR company that they had been working with. To my surprise, I got a phone call from the owner, Chris, who then took the time to answer my questions and give advice on his experiences in a very honest way. I wouldn't have done this without your encouragement. Thank you for what you do, Timbo. Tegan, stumpandco.com.au. Well, that's awesome. And I would just encourage everyone else listening to do what Tegan does and reach out to people whose opinion you respect, you want a bit of advice from. The worst thing they can do is say no. The best thing they can do is maybe just respond and give you some advice that will move your business forward. So why not after this episode, everyone reach out to someone who they'd like an opinion from and see what happens. Tegan, as a result of entering the Monster Prize Draw and sharing some marketing that you've heard on this show that's working, you win some boxing gloves from Fitness Enhancement <laughs> for when you're feeling, when you're not breathing right, you feel a little bit angry. They're valued at 40 bucks. You get access to Jeff Anderson's video marketing course for 197 bucks. $50 Snackwise sample box, range of liars, non-alcoholic spirits valued at over 500 bucks. A Saya Skincare Basins Essential Pack, $79, bucks, a $50 Sendal Voucher, a $100 Voucher to buy some tradies undies, a Beach People Voucher valued at $50, bucks, a six-pack of Mr. Lee's Noodles, $30, bucks, Canning's Butcher Voucher, $100. Bucks. <sighs> Gotta remember to breathe. Promotion on this show and a backlink in the show notes, which Google love. Well, if you haven't entered the Monster Prize Draw, I'd encourage you to do that. All you've got to do is send me an email, tim at timreed, reid.com.au, and you tell me one idea that's worked in uh, your business that you've heard on this show. If I read it out on air, you win. That brings us almost to the end. A reminder that you'll find plenty more where this came from on the Podcast One Australia app, plus my entire archive of episodes and blog posts full of ideas to grow your business is over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. In the next episode, we catch up with a fellow who's building what he believes will, one day, be the best-known stand-up paddleboard brand in the world. My first question for him, what's up? (laughs) Oh, I know, dad joke. If you're getting value from listening, then don't keep it a secret. Be sure to let other business owners know about it. This podcast was presented by me, Timbo Reid, cleverly pulled together by the very adventurous team at Podcast One Australia. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. Now get out there and take action.